Hey, Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I'm going to be doing something that I have not done in a little while on the show, and that is I'm going to sit here and just talk for 45 minutes or an hour or so. And I'll give you the reason for that in just a minute. But first, I want to once again recommend that you go visit, after you're done with this show, of course, that you go visit soundcloud.com slash unknowncaller. The Unknown Caller podcast is anonymous phone calls with people sharing dirty tidbits of their life that they would not want their names attached to. They're on the third episode now. And episode three features good intentions gone wrong and a lost weekend. These are great shows. They're they're bite-sized morsels, if you will. So far, they've all been under 20 minutes in length. So you can download Unknown Caller and listen to it, you know, real quick. Maybe even in the bathroom. Just sit down, cop in a squat, listen to somebody's dirty story. Uh, it's good stuff. It's really fun. And our buddy Corey is doing a great job of making this feel interesting and different and relevant and i dig it so go to soundcloud.com slash unknown caller you can also find them on tumblr and on facebook uh, unknown caller podcast so check it out give it a listen see what you think and uh, i'm gonna have probably a bad idea i'm gonna have a swig of this angry orchard green apple hard cider for double the hangover uh because here here's what's going on I'm exhausted. My body is literally falling apart, telling me to just stop going. I have been, my work schedule has been crazy lately because without getting into too much detail, it is in a state of flux where I'm working even more unusual hours than I normally do. And they're normally pretty unusual. So, I've been shifting days and nights a lot, and these are 12-hour shifts, and it's really burning me out. And last weekend, I had a wonderful time. Uh, My son and I, Phantom Jr., and I got to spend a lot of time together because Mrs. Troublemaker had some stuff going on. And Friday, we went to see – well, okay, okay. Let me start at the beginning. Uh, I worked – Wednesday and Thursday during the day. Day shifts are exhausting because I wake up at 3.30 in the morning and I get home around 7 o'clock at night. I never get enough sleep when I'm working days, and I worked days for a particularly long stretch this time. So I am severely sleep-deprived at this point. Uh, But I got up Friday morning because I wanted to go see Keanu, the new movie from Key & Peele. If you have not seen Key & Peele's sketch comedy show, You really need to because it's one of the best things ever. They're hilarious. They're smart. They do sketch. uh, You know, sketch is sketch, but theirs has a particular flavor to it, a particular intelligence to it, and they make really good social commentary without being preachy. They're just a couple of, of brilliant, hilarious guys, and... I was excited. Keanu is their first project after the show ended, and I was dying to see it. I mean, I was excited for Keanu as I was for Deadpool, as I am for Civil War, uh, as I am for anything else that's coming out. Uh, Mrs. Troublemaker had a bunch of stuff to do Friday, so she couldn't go with me, which boned me out. But I wanted to see it so bad that I got up, uh, my definition of early, and went straight to the movie theater, didn't take a shower or anything, although I had, I had taken one the night before uh, for one reason or another. I can't remember if I maybe came home and mowed the lawn or something. I don't remember what the deal was. But, but anyway, I wasn't as funky as I could have been, I guess. So went straight to the movie theater, watched Keanu, and I was disappointed. Your mileage may vary depending on how much you love Key and Peele, depending on... 
the brand of humor that was presented and how much you dig that. But to me, it felt like they had three jokes and that they told those three jokes over and over and over and over again. And it's not that they weren't funny jokes. I just, my expectations were so high because the show was so good. All you have to do is go up to a comedy fan and say the Gremlins 2 sketch and they're going to know what you're talking about and they're going to agree that it's one of the funniest sketches that has ever been put together. And it they they just those guys just have a different level of humor. And this felt like it wasn't hacky. It's it's not like it was scary movie or something, but it just was kind of a, a three-note joke and it never went anywhere all that interesting. Uh, at no point did it really surprise me very much. And I, I don't want to get too much into the plot because I'm not, unlike other movies that have disappointed me, uh, it, it's not that it wasn't funny. It was funny. And it's not that it wasn't, uh, it's not that it was bad. I, I wouldn't say it was good necessarily, but again, this is my opinion and this is not a movie I'm crusading against. Uh, this is a movie that I'm just saying I didn't dig it. But if you wanted to see it, you should still see it because maybe you will. Maybe your expectations aren't what mine were. Maybe your humor's a little different than mine is because uh, it's get it's getting uh, slightly better than middle of the road reviews. It's got some glowing reviews. It's got some reviews that pretty much agree with me. Uh, but it's not it's not a stinker. It's not a bomb. It's just they're better than that which is such a shitty thing to say, kind of. Like, if it had bombed, I would almost feel better about saying that. But I'm just, I'm I'm disappointed in you guys. That's terrible. Uh, so anyway, I went and saw Keanu, uh, was, was very let down, and came back home, got some stuff done, and then later that evening, I took Phantom Jr. to see Ratchet and Clank which we were both excited about. I was because I played, I think, the first two games, probably. I can't remember. There's a, a swig of cider for the uh, not-currently-working man, if I may borrow a line and alter it from Mr. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who has quite the amazing podcast at this point. Uh, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. So anyway... Ratchet and Clank movie, uh, which you may not even know there is a Ratchet and Clank movie because it's not like it's been promoted real heavily, but I was a fan of the first couple of games, and I know they've been consistently good. I, I can't remember. You know, I was working in video game stores for years, and even if I wasn't playing the games, I was aware of what was going on with them, and I can't remember anybody ever saying anything bad uh, about any of the Ratchet and Clank games. Uh, just like Jack and Daxter, uh, they, they just were consistently what, what they were, solid games. Uh, so I was excited. I knew the humor of the game was good. I knew it had some some good concepts, and and the stories always flowed pretty well. Uh, and and my son was super stoked about it, just because it's the new it's the new big kids movie. Apparently, uh, I never I don't know that I ever even saw an ad for it on TV. But you know, kids are all over this stuff. Uh, I, I he's eight, and somehow he is very plugged in. And it's not like he sits around on the computer. Uh, much but you know the, he's in school now they talk about stuff so anyway we went to see ratchet and clank at the fancy theater with the uh, reserved seats which is really the only way i want to see movies now uh, although i did go to a ncg theater to see keanu and if you have one near you i highly recommend you check it out it's cheap the one by us is very clean the staff is very nice uh great great theater good quality sound good quality uh vision vision good quality vision uh, not to be confused with the this vision in today's civil war uh which by the way this episode was supposed to be me and needless things head of research ryan talking about the mcu to date and i just didn't have it in me i my brain is not on par for that right now so instead i'm just gonna have a ramble about it. i actually have a list in front of me of different topics so ratchet and clank also disappointing if i can just cut to the chase there because i've already gone on too long about ratchet and clank uh i, I didn't find it entertaining at all i matter of fact i found it to be on level with a subpar nickelodeon kids show 
the visuals were not particularly great. Uh, the the voice work was, you know, it was fine. It, it was perfectly fine voice work. Nothing special, but nothing distracting either. But the story was just dull. The, the characters were dull. The dialogue was dull. Just not interesting. And my son uh, says he dug it, and I'm sure he did, because he tends to have kind of a rosy outlook on things and then he'll think about them and, and sort of come to his own conclusions on it. And I don't ever foist my opinions off on him because I, you know, I want him to think his own thing. I don't care if he agrees with me or not, but if he doesn't, I want to have a conversation about it. Well, even if he does, I want to have a conversation about it. After, after every movie we see, we discuss it and I, you know, he goes first. He talks about, I ask him what his favorite part was, who his favorite character was, uh, you know, we, we talk about the movie and I don't try to taint his opinions with my own because I want him to enjoy things on his own level. And I don't want to be like, no, you shouldn't like that. Like, and, and believe me, I had the hardest time in the world with that, with that first Ninja Turtles movie. It was hard to keep my mouth shut about that one. That dreck. Uh, there's one I'll tell you straight up not to go see, but Ratchet and Clank, uh, your kids will probably enjoy it. And I'll tell you, it is smarter than, you know, it's, there's not really any gross-out stuff in it. It doesn't pull any lowest common denominator stuff. Uh, it's just, it's very straightforward. It, it is actually comparable to Keanu in that it was kind of middle of the road. It didn't do anything particularly interesting or unexpected. It just it just laid out kind of the story you thought was going to happen, and and that was it. Uh, mostly though, I was disappointed by the visuals. I was really expecting some high quality CG animation stuff from Ratchet and Clank. And it was, it really looked like just Jimmy Neutron or something. It, it didn't impress me at all. Now it might've looked better in 3d. Uh, we don't dig on the, th or my, my son and my wife don't dig on the 3d movies. And I generally, unless it's something I feel is really going to warrant it. I don't go for the 3D. So we, we saw it in regular. So maybe the 3D looks spectacular. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, Keanu, 3 out of 5. Ratchet and Clank, uh, high 2 out of 5, I'm going to say, if, if I can say that. And I can because it's my show. What are you going to do? Next up is Six Flags. Okay, so I have been wanting to take my son to Six Flags. And, and they just opened back up. But I've had this idea in my head of us going to Six Flags. Uh, Mrs. Troublemaker, not a big ride fan. She likes she likes the environment of the theme park, but she does not care for rides for the most part. So, and this is ever since uh, her pregnancy, uh, she had hyperemesis. If you want to Google that, but basically she was very, 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 very sick through her whole pregnancy to the point where she had this machinery that she had to to strap on to herself that was constantly pumping anti-nausea medication into her uh it was really horrible and since then she's not had the constitution for a lot of motion or a lot of uh quick turns or anything like that anything that might be vertigo inducing uh, that kind of stuff is, is out of it. So she, you know, she has said, if you guys want to go to Six Flags, go to Six Flags. And she had a wedding thing to go to Saturday. So Phantom Jr. and I headed off for Six Flags. Now, I was tempted to go ahead and just buy season passes because it, it costs just a little bit more than buying daily tickets. But, you know, you don't know. And I don't, just like with the movie stuff, I'm not forcing him into anything. So I wanted to go down there. Because uh, he hasn't been in a couple of years, and the last time he was there is when I was hosting Monstrosity Championship Wrestling in the Axis Arena, where they used to have the Batman stunt show. So he was down there in 2013, a little over two years ago. He was six years old, and basically we rode a few rides, and he was great on the rides. He rode a few rides and then had the shit scared out of him by a wrestler dressed up as Leatherface that came running out of the back of the arena with his chainsaw on and everything. So that's that's essentially his Six Flag, Flags experience up to this point. So we go Saturday, and I'm super excited, and I'm pumping him up for the rides. He's got the map pulled out and everything. Uh, you know, I remember being a kid 
and those illustrated maps of theme parks or whatever were uh, we would stop at the uh what are they the border the the not the rest areas but the the welcome center for states the state welcome centers and i would load up on maps and brochures i don't know what it is but kids i remember being a kid and i loved maps and brochures and my son is the same way so i give him the six flags map and he's checking out all the different rides and uh super stoked and we go on batman first because he wasn't able to go on it last time because he was too short and he was very upset by that but he went on the riddler coaster and mostly dug it until it went upside down and it kind of pushed him back into the seat and he didn't like that but anyway wanted to go on batman we go we go on batman the line is nothing we got real lucky went went uh, straight on through and batman he is screaming the whole time and i don't mean bad screaming i mean uh having fun good time what is happening this is crazy screaming so that's going on i'm sitting beside him i'm holding his hand because the batman ride if you don't know it has the gigantic uh shoulder torso thing with the handles on it that that folds down over your head and across your torso and if you're like me and you're not only six foot four but have a long torso besides you have to kind of scrunch back in the seat and suck all of your mass in and sort of uh the batman coaster seat has butt emplacements and then a crotch cone that comes up between your legs betwixt your legs and then that big contraption that comes down across your shoulders and your chest but I, like I said, I'm 6'4". I have a very long torso, which is how I can be, uh, I can carry a little more weight around than I should and not look as fat as I actually am. Uh, there's, there's a secret for the ages right there. So I have to kind of scrunch back in the seat. And in the process of scrunching back, I move my pelvis forward and the, the crotch cone gives me this scrotal split where one testicle is on each side of the cone and the base of the cone is kind of mashed up into my grundle this is not as comfortable as it sounds uh but we're riding batman i'm gonna suck it up literally suck it up and the lady comes over and like is pushing the thing down and i'm going (gasps) And she finally pushes it down and buckles the thing, and it pops up just enough for me to not die. Uh, so I, I put my hand over. Uh, Phantom Junior's got his hand up on the little the little handle on the front of the chest guard, and I put my hand over his hand, and I'm looking at him, smiling. He's like, "I'm scared," and I'm like, "It's going to be fine. Look how strapped in you are. Do you think I'm going to do anything that's going to let us get hurt?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "All right, are you ready?" He's like, "I don't know." All right, and it takes off, and he's screaming, screaming the whole time, laughing the whole time. We get off, and I'm I'm afraid that he is going to have my reaction to my first intense coaster and cry, and that we're going home. Instead, we get off. He is thoroughly amused by how dizzy he is. He's like, I can't walk. I cannot stand up. And he's just laughing and uh, just absolutely thrilled with the experience that he just had and once again he is a tougher little dude than i ever was and i love that so we go on batman uh we want to go on one of the water rides next and maybe something a little bit more chill so we go to the log jamboree formerly known i think as the log flumes or maybe that's just what my dad called them i'm not sure but i loved them uh, it is, if you don't know, it's kind of like a giant water slide, but you sit in this big artificial log and and go through it. And it's a lot of fun. It's not intense at all. It's not even fast, but it kind of bumps around, and you you feel like you're on this neat river. Uh, it's, it's great. I love the log jamboree. We go on that. He loves it. And I'm like, all right, well, we're already soaked because we took on some water. The log jamboree is one of those rides that it's a wet ride, but you don't necessarily, it just depends on how the log goes down the final slope as to how wet you get. And we got soaked. I think because me, aka Ballast, was in the back 
kind of weighing it just right. So we were soaked. We saw people walking out with like a few little sprinkles on their shirts and we're walking out soaked and, and Phantom Jr. is like, oh my gosh, they're not even wet. We're soaked and, and not dismayed at all. We're thrilled. We're stoked because I've, I have the new Samsung Galaxy S7, which is water resistant, as you know from the commercial with, uh, Lil John, Lil Wayne, Lil Poot, Lil Mac, whoever that is pouring champagne or, crystal or whatever he's pouring all over it It was a funny commercial uh so i'm i'm good with my phone i got my wallet wrapped up in a little ziploc bag i planned ahead my keys uh my my little electronic door opener thing is at the house i just brought my keys so we are we are ready to deal with some water so i was like that was great let's go to thunder river and he's like yeah i want to do thunder river we go to thunder river it's fucking closed because thunder river is always fucking closed and i didn't remember this until we got there and the dude is standing in the entryway looking all sad because he has to he has the uh unenviable job of telling the next 580 people that walk up wanting to ride thunder river that thunder river is closed so i felt really bad for him i didn't give him any shit at all but i did i did ask him i was like well do you think it's going to open back up today he's like man i don't even know and i was like this rides down a lot isn't it and he was like it's always down so uh six flags get on that and and i'm gonna compliment the heck out of six flags before i'm done here but uh that's one of your big rides you guys need to figure that thing out because i'm talking my wife and i went there i wasn't we weren't able to go on a proper honeymoon right after our wedding because i had just started my horrible job that i have so we just went down to six flags for a day thunder river was closed then uh and then i don't know that it was open once now uh, what, let me tell you a little bit more about doing the wrestling at Six Flags. Uh, it was Monstrosity Championship Wrestling, which I was the ring announcer for, and uh, the company is basically non-existent anymore. But we worked every weekend in October from uh, the last weekend of September through the first weekend of November. They we we I wasn't there for every one of them because of my job, but there were shows in the Axis Arena. Every weekend. And I got down there for as many as I possibly could because I loved it. And because I was working in the Axis Arena in front of not very many people, but with some great wrestling talent. Uh, if you know Moose from Ring of Honor, he was down there wrestling for us. Incredibly nice guy. Uh, I had to figure out how to pronounce his last name, and I've forgotten it now. But he was very nice about, like, yeah, this is how you say it. And he, he was very specific. You know, former Atlanta Falcon, uh, some kind of champ. I don't know what he won. Uh, but he was, he was a super cool guy, really nice. All the wrestlers down there, man, it was just a fun time. It's one of the best experiences I've had uh, as far as just being an entertainer. It was great. Uh, there were other things that were not great, and maybe someday I'll talk about all that stuff, but today is not that day uh, because I had a great time overall. And some days we would hang out in the park and ride rides and stuff, and most of the time, though, I would go down there, do my thing, and get back home because I wanted to be with my family. So, but I, I do remember Thunder River was closed then as well. So it was closed this past Saturday and Phantom Jr. was very disappointed, like super disappointed. And he didn't really say anything about it at first. Uh, and, and we went and walked around a little bit and they have all those gimmick carny games and there's, there's a DC superhero town or carnival or whatever. It might be called the Gotham City Carnival. But they've got all the carnival games, like the shoot the water in the clown's mouth or uh, blow into a thing and make the car go or whatever, you know, that bullshit that you can't ever win. So he sees these stuffed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I believe the term is kawaii with the little tiny bodies and the giant heads and the big eyes. I think that's what that is. And he sees these, and of course they have a Michelangelo, which is his favorite, which is, I think is pretty much every kid's favorite. And it's it's at the dart game, which is where they have the poorly inflated balloons where they throw the darts and the darts bounce off the balloons, and you're like, bye-bye money, oh well, now you know. So we walk up, and you know I'm here to hang out with my son, to have fun, 
and I'm not going to give him any shit about wasting money on these darts. I want him to have fun. I want him to do whatever he wants. We're there to spend the whole day or however long we want to be there just chilling out and enjoying each other's company and digging Six Flags. So I said, do you want to try it? He's like, yeah. And I said, well, how this game works. And I did, you know, I did tell him, I said, how this game works is those balloons, you can look at them and you can tell they're not blown all the way up. So what happens is they give you these darts that aren't very sharp and you throw them and they bounce off the balloon and that's it. And he's like, okay. And I said, but if you want to, if you want to do it, we can totally do it. It is you're, you know, we're, we're having fun today. And he said, I want to do it. And I was like, all right, 10 bucks for four darts. Let's do it. I'll to, to give my son a fun experience that, you know, he will maybe learn from. I'll spend 10 bucks, whatever. What's $10? Who gives a shit? So we're standing there waiting in line and there's like a baby. There is seriously a baby that is able to stand, but that is it. Like that this is the extent of the babyhood is, is the, the looking around uncomprehending. Uh, there, there's no verbalization other than literally a baby is standing there and the parents are letting it throw darts and the 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 people are super the six flag staff super nice incredibly accommodating the baby like kind of fudges one and just throws it on the counter and they're like oh no go ahead again and the best part and i'm so glad i saw this is the lady uh one of the ladies the six flags ladies is leaning down to get something off the floor baby throws a dart at the six flags person's head as though it were a poorly inflated balloon. And the other lady goes, <gasps> the parents don't even give a shit. They don't even freak out. Or like, if it was me, I would have been like, oh, fuck. Or, I mean, I wouldn't have said that because I'm able to control my language around kids and particularly my kid. But I would have certainly made some sort of exclamatory statement. But these parents were just like, oh. And... The lady, you know, picks the dart up. It didn't hit her. It just kind of bounced off the board, like, just next to her head. And she's like, that's okay. Try again. And I would have been like, you're out of darts, bitch. But she's very sweet, very nice. Baby threw the dart, got a balloon, got a little prize. All right, cool. Uh, they come over to us. Do you want to play? And I'd, I'd given uh, Phantom Jr. the money because it's his deal to get the money get the change whatever he gets the change he puts the money in the little they've got this little thing you've got to put the money in and jam it down in there i don't know what that's all about uh so he gets his darts and i was like all right you aim for those balloons and you throw that dart as hard as you can and just do your best and boom 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 all four balloons in a row pops the shit out of them as straight as an arrow and uh She's like, wow, that is great. And I was like, that is amazing. And she said, well, what do you want? And he said, I want that Ninja Turtle, Michelangelo. And she doesn't know who Michelangelo is. And I was like, the orange one. She was like, okay. And she went and got him, handed him Michelangelo. And I was like, holy shit. My son just won a rigged-ass carnival game. And granted, I don't know that Six Flags, you know, they probably don't rig them quite as badly as, you know, a for-real carnival does. But... You know, you could tell there these you you gotta you gotta have the right touch to pop those balloons with those darts, and he did it. I was so proud of him. So we go walk around some more, and I realize at this point uh, that we now have a very large stuffed Michelangelo to contend with for the rest of our day. This was poor planning, but I never imagined he was going to win. And it's not that I didn't have faith in him. It's that I had faith in how rigged this game was. So, uh, we've got Michelangelo. And I'm like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And he was like, I want to go home. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? And, you know, he's kind of like me. He's reticent to to explain things or, or and, you know, I realize you guys do not feel that way about me, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not very forthcoming about things a lot of the time. So eventually we, we talk and we talk and we finally kind of pry it out of him that he's upset because we didn't get to go on Thunder River. And I was like, well, no, let's go do something else then. There's plenty of other stuff here. We can have more fun. Uh, and we went and grabbed hot dogs and, did a few more things, rode a few more rides, went on the monster 
it's not the monster plantation anymore it's the monster mansion uh and then it sprinkled like 12 drops of rain and they closed the rides and we hung out for maybe 20 more minutes another half an hour the rides didn't open back up so i was like you know what did you have fun he's like i had a great time i said would you do you want to come back though and this is where he would not be reticent. He would say, I never want to come back to this place again. And he said, yes, I want to come back. I was like, are you sure you want to come back? And he's like, yes. So we went to the little office and I bought, uh, you, you can pay the difference to get season passes. Like, so if you buy a daily ticket, you go down there, you have a great time, you dig it. Uh, you can pay just the difference of what the season pass would have been. So I did that. And we got season passes to Six Flags, and, and and this is where I'm going to be very complimentary of Six Flags. Every single staff member that we encountered, from the Dark Girls to the lady that did our season pass to uh, the the lady that scanned our ticket to the lady that I asked about restrooms, every single employee that we interacted with at Six Flags was wonderful. Uh, the only place we had a little trouble was getting the hot dogs. They were very slow, inexcusably slow, but they were very pleasant, so at least there was that. Uh, the park is very clean. I'm talking maybe not Disney clean, but I remember in the later years when I was a kid visiting Six Flags, and it was a little funky. Like, they had some upkeep problems. It was extremely clean. I didn't see any trash laying around everywhere, and granted, it hasn't been open that long. But I, I was just overall very impressed with the upkeep, with the staff, everything there just gets a, a big old thumbs up from me. I mean, I, we had a great time, and a lot of that was because of, of how professional everything there was. So if you guys are near Six Flags over Georgia, I highly recommend you go visit. If, if you dig it, get yourself a season pass, and, and maybe we'll meet up and have a day at Six Flags. Wouldn't that be something? Needless things meet up at Six Flags. Yeah, that would be great. All right, so that takes care of Six Flags. That takes care of Keanu. That takes care of Ratchet and Clank. It is time to move on to the fact that Batman vs. Superman is the number seven superhero movie uh, in the world, box office-wise. That, and you guys know how I feel. I hope you, I hope you listened to the show, uh, our Batman vs. Superman episode. And I hope you also went and listened to, to Sean's, uh, to Red Ranger's Death Podcast. Uh, and, and him and Arian and Chad and Jason talking about Batman versus Superman, uh, you know, a different perspective, but, but equally valid. So I acknowledge the movie had some problems, but I didn't hate it. Like a lot of people hated it, but the fact that a movie starring Batman and Superman is number seven is unacceptable. Warner brothers is touting what a success it is and that it's a blockbuster. And to me, they should be shitting their pants. They should be restructuring their entire DC film franchise at this point. They should be letting Zack Snyder go or providing some serious oversight to what he's doing and working with all haste to change the tone and direction of their DC film franchise. Because the two biggest superheroes in the history of Earth should not be sitting at number fucking seven. Unacceptable. So at this point, I have to admit, even though I didn't hate the movie, even though I mostly dug the movie, it's a failure. And I understand that from a box office perspective, it is not that it made money, that it made a lot of money. But from a, a, a building a franchise stance from an adapting Superman and Batman stance, it is a flop. And Warner Brothers needs to examine just what it is they're doing with the most powerful comic book world in existence. Because when you've got a guy like Deadpool doing better than Batman and Superman, you, my son have fucked up tremendously. So I just wanted to comment on that real quick. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. And, and if, uh, if Sean, Chad, Arian, Jason, if any of you guys are listening to this, while I don't necessarily agree with your hatred, you're right. 
You win. Because this is unacceptable. Seven is unacceptable. Anything less than one is unacceptable for Batman and Superman. Uh, so Warner Brothers, Zack Snyder, all of you, you need to examine yourselves and examine what you're doing and make a better game plan because that shit doesn't fly. All right, let's move on to something that does fly, and that's Game of Thrones. Uh, although uh, certain Ironborn, I suppose you could say, don't fly. hey oh, spoilers! Uh, and if you haven't watched by now, turn it off. Turn off the podcast. Go catch up on Game of Thrones uh, because there there might be some spoilers here. I won't, I won't try to get too detailed about it. I just wanted to put over how thrilled I am with the first two episodes of this season. I feel like so much is being accomplished story-wise. I need to watch the second episode again because so much happened. But I'll tell you, it's I, I love it. I mean, this is my favorite show on television now. It is competing with Buffy to be my favorite show ever. I have watched I've watched the first season three times. I've watched the second and third seasons a couple of times each. Uh, fourth and fifth, I there are certain episodes of each of those seasons that I have watched twice, but I have not watched both seasons in their entirety twice. I love this show. I eat up the special features like crack, which I understand you do not eat crack, but I can't smoke special features, so I cannot come up with a metaphor that works. So I'm going to have another swig of Angry Orchard, Green Apple Hard Cider. Maybe it'll help me think a little better. So Game of Thrones, very satisfied. They're hitting all the right notes for me. And it's funny to look online and see that people are like starting to try and break it down. And, you know, part of that is I, I don't ever want to detract from anybody's opinion. If people don't like things, they don't like it. But I think on the internet, there's an awful lot of, wow, this thing is massively successful. I want to be the first person to start putting chinks in the armor or start pointing out uh, the, the cracks or, or the lack of clothes on the emperor or whatever the case may be. There, there's that, that rush to be the number one hater. And I, I know people get really upset when you use the word hater. Uh, but I think you have to admit that there's a certain percentage of the internet commentary crowd that rushes to hate because they want to be the first one to have said, hey, this big successful thing sucked. And if they can sway people to their opinion, then they'll be like held up on the shoulders of all and celebrated for their incredible insight and for their perception of flaws that others did not see or, or something. I don't know. I don't know what you want. You want a fucking cookie for hating something? Go go buy a fucking cookie and stop pissing in my Cheerios. My metaphors are terrible tonight. Uh, but anyway, Game of Thrones came back, came back strong. I'm totally, I mean, Tyrion. Tyrion, all right, look, I don't want to spoil anything at all, just in case. But you guys know what I'm talking about if you've watched it. Tyrion in episode two, holy shit, right? Everything that's going on with Sansa and Brienne, awesome. These new Dothraki, I, I like that there's a difference there and that they're defined as something different. Uh, it's just all so good. I don't know what's going on with Cersei. Uh, what the hell is she going to do? What's happening with her? Mar everybody. Everybody has some kind of fascinating storyline. Even Bran, who is the most boring person on the damn show, in my opinion, uh, is exciting. Is getting to do some cool shit this season. So, man, I'm on fire about this show. I love it. And I, I came home from work yesterday and buttoned myself up in the living room because obviously this is not kid-friendly. And uh, watched watched the second episode of the season because I had to. I had to know. I, I, I had to find out. And it's not even, uh, you know, it's partially a fear of something being spoiled because that's going to happen within a day or two of it airing. Somebody is going to put something up that's going to spoil it. Uh, so I, I wanted to get on it. But it was really more just a thirst to know what the fuck is going on. Like right now, I can't stand it that I have to wait for this third episode. I'm going crazy. All right, so Game of Thrones, badass. If you've never watched it, highly, highly recommend it. I adore it. I've bought every damn season. 
it's just it's it's captivating to me. And yeah, it moves slow sometimes, but the the performances are wonderful. The characters are wonderful. I love watching these people just talk. Uh, I'm rewatching the first episode of the season right now, and it's two characters. Uh, it, it is well. I'll just say this: it's the scene with Daenerys, and just watching her interact with these people is fascinating. I don't need it to be a big fight or a dragon eating somebody or, or whatever. Uh, just watching these people interact and play verbal chess is fascinating to me. I love it. So, Game of Thrones, also, big thumbs up, two thumbs up. Uh, fantastic stuff. And apparently, I'm going to close with Ghostbusters, which is not necessarily what I expected. And I may throw something else in at the end if it occurs to me. But, uh, Ghostbusters, not just the new movie, but Ghostbusters in its entirety as a franchise. And this, this, whether it's part of continuity or not, and it is not, Ghostbusters is a franchise and the new movie is included in the franchise that also includes the real Ghostbusters, extreme Ghostbusters and the original two movies and the comics and whatever else. Now, granted, all that stuff's not necessarily continuity, uh, either, but it is all part of the franchise. So, number one Ghostbusters item. Ghostbusters item numero uno. The Diamond Select Ghostbusters action figure line. The Ghostbusters Select. Phenomenal. And I think I might have mentioned this an episode or two ago, but I now have the first six figures in the line. That's Egon, Ray, Winston, Peter, Lewis Tully, although technically it's Vince Clortho, and uh, Dana Barrett, and, and also technically Zool. They're gorgeous. And I'll tell you guys this. I, if you're like me, you saw the pictures of them in previews or on toynewsy.com or whatever, and a couple of them were a little sketchy, particularly the Zool figure. Uh, I, I was I was excited about this line because I sold off all my Mattel Ghostbusters because honestly they just bummed me out with with my how uh, the fact I perceived that they that Mattel dropped the ball with those uh, so I sold them all I sold every single one of them in anticipation of Diamonds Ghostbusters because I know Diamond Selects work I know that they are far above par with their Universal Monsters, with their Monsters line, with every, all of their select figures. Their Marvel Select, even though, and I've griped about the scale before because they're gigantic and I don't understand why they have to be so big and not fit with anything else that I own, but Diamond Select puts out quality stuff. That iZombie figure is phenomenal. Uh, I really dig their stuff and I had enough faith in them to just order all these Ghostbusters and my faith was warranted and has paid off because they're gorgeous. The detail on them. Now, granted, uh, the guys all share a buck. There are minor differences, like Peter uh, has his pant legs outside of his boots, as he should. A, little, a couple little cosmetic differences, but mostly it's the same body on all four guys, which... It didn't work as well on the Mattel figures, but these are so detailed and the way that they're articulated and everything, uh, you can kind of fake some differences a little bit better. So everybody looks different. You, you can pose them differently. It's kind of like the Masters of the Universe Classics figures, where even though Beastman shares basically the same buck as He-Man, you can make Beastman look more bestial and animalistic and hunched over. Uh, and, and that's with Ghostbusters... You know, you can stand Ray differently, so he he looks different from Egon and Winston and Peter. Uh, and yeah, I would like Ray to be a little bit thicker. I'd like Egon to be a little bit taller. But these look so damn good, I don't care. And that was not the case with Mattel's Ghostbusters figures. Uh, but where I want to reassure you guys, uh, the Ghostbuster faces are fantastic and they looked pretty good in the pictures i wasn't too sure about pete and winston but in person i mean i'm, I'm looking at winston right now this is ernie hudson it's phenomenal uh vince clortho looks great he was one that i wasn't too sure about but again when you have him in hand 
it's because of the way the the expression they sculpted on the face it's a very specific you know this is not a rick moranis action figure this is a figure and the face is a very specific scene from the movie uh it's essentially the one where he's staring at the cop on the horse it's that look and it looks just like that uh but the one that i was most concerned about was the dana barrett azul figure or i guess azul is dana barrett maybe i don't know which way it goes but anyway that's the one that i thought the face looked the dodgiest on it really didn't look anything like sigourney weaver in the pictures as a matter of fact it looked as shitty as the one mattel did and if you've seen that one you know that one is really shitty but now that I've got it in hand and, and I am sitting here looking at it right now as I talk and it's phenomenal. Uh, it again, this is not a Sigourney Weaver face sculpt. This is Zool from a very specific scene in the movie, but it's totally Sigourney Weaver. If I put this side by side with one of my Ripley figures, which how freaking awesome is it that we've got this many Sigourney Weaver figures now? Like, I'm totally stoked. We have Ripley and Dana Barrett. I mean, that's that's badass. I never imagined uh, that we'd have this powerful actress finally immortalized in plastic on my shelf. Um, this That alone is an accomplishment. But this face looks incredible. It's got a little dirt on it because, you know, she's dirty. She's, she's a little dirty in the scene. Her apartment freaking blew up. Uh, she's got some dirt on her face. She's got the big hair. But it the cheekbones, the jawline... This is Sigourney Weaver, man. I mean, she she really, really looks good. I'm I'm quite pleased. So, if you've been wondering, if you've been holding off, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, the Ghostbusters Select line from Diamond Select Toys gets a big thumbs up from me. Now, here's where I'm surprised. Because the new Ghostbusters movie toys are hitting now. And uh, you guys know... Jillian Holtzman, uh, the character, Kate McKinnon's character in the new movie, I, uh, I, I'm not going to say I'm in love with her. I've got a little, I've got a little crush on her. Her pistol licking action in the trailer caught my eye. And she, out of all the characters, seems to have the most interesting personality and the most fun stuff to do. So I kind of wanted to buy that Mattel figure. Now, granted, I would be much happier if Diamond Select was doing it, but I don't believe they have the license for the new movie. And I've got a shelf of ladies that I can put this Jillian Holtzman figure on. But she looks great. Uh, I would say slightly better than the original Ghostbuster figures that Mattel did. There's more paint. There's a little more detail. Like it's a, the the costume is more than just coveralls. Uh, it just it just looks better. It looks like the proton pack might be removable, but it is at least a. It appears to be more of a separately sculpted piece. I'm just, I'm digging it. Uh, it, It's a great looking figure. I'm probably going to have to take her out and review her for you guys. And I don't know if I'll do that on Needless Things or on the Patreon site as an exclusive. We'll, we'll see. But anyway, I'm very impressed. And, you know, I, I, I guess I need to talk about how I feel about the new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I was not thrilled that it was not part of the original continuity. I all like many people, I always wanted the franchise movie to happen where uh, Ray and Peter and Winston and Egon uh which you know, sadly, uh we we can't have Egon anymore. That was off the table. But I, I wanted them to franchise Ghostbusters out. I, I wanted to have that happen. I think it was a great idea. Uh, that's not what we got. Instead, we have a reboot that stars four women. And now, look, I don't have a problem with female Ghostbusters. If they're the right people for it, then that's great. I want to love this movie. I want to have a new, awesome Ghostbusters movie. That being said... I am not a fan of Paul Feig. I did not like Bridesmaids very much. Uh, he seems to be, and I, I've talked about this, I think, on the show before, but he seems to have found a gimmick where he has, rather than just letting women be funny, 
He has women do things that are funny because they're women doing them. And it doesn't work for me. It falls flat. Uh, Funny women are funny. But, oh, look, it's funny because she's a woman. I don't like that humor. It doesn't work for me. I don't fall for that gimmick. Uh, And that's what he is. But this is a Ghostbusters movie. I wanted to like it. I wasn't happy about who was directing it. Uh, I felt like the cast was an overt move to appease certain portions of the population. And I don't know if that was, you know, I I don't know. I I hate to make that claim because it does, I understand it makes me sound like an asshole. But I'm pretty cynical about that kind of thing, as you guys well know. But the trailer dropped. And I love the ghosts. I loved everything Kate McKinnon did. I liked the fact that Melissa McCarthy seemed to not be doing a Chris Farley impersonation. Uh, and I really, uh, I like Kristen Wiig a lot. I've liked her a lot in everything that she's done. I, she was what got me through bridesmaids actually, because she was so good. Uh, I don't, don't know anything about, uh, the fourth actress whose name I cannot remember right now. I, I think her character's name is Patty, but boy, could they have made her any more stereotypical? Uh, streetwise New Yorker who's added to the team because they need street smarts. I mean, there this is there's so much heavy-handed bullshit in this movie, but the ghosts look fantastic. Uh, the effects were fantastic. The story, I, I love the new proton packs. I kind of dig the story that uh, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig were these friends in high school that were into ghosts and wrote a book and then drifted apart. And like, it seems like there's a good story there, but every damn joke in that trailer fell flat, flattered and damn pancakes. I I didn't laugh at any of it. Uh, it was all look at that black lady being black Look at those two ladies being awkward and ladylike. The the one where, uh, do you want to say, oh, I thought you were good. Oh, oh, that's bullshit. It's so, it's so, look at these women being funny. And all, I think, I know for sure two of those actresses are better than that. I hear Melissa McCarthy has it in her to be better than that. So... I don't know. We're, I'm going to go see it, and I'm going to hope it's great. I want it to be great. I want to walk out of that movie saying, man, I was so fucking wrong. It was hilarious. Paul Fig did a great job with the direction, and them using the stupid logo ghost as the main bad guy wasn't a bad idea at all. I want to be totally wrong about this movie, but I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh, I think there are going to be parts of it that are great, and I think those parts are going to be the ghost designs and Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wiig. And I think there are going to be parts that are grown-worthy, and I think it's going to be every damn joke in the movie. But we'll see what happens. I, I am hoping for the best, expecting the worst, which means uh, with my expectations much lower than they were for Keanu, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I certainly hope so. So uh, I have my Jillian Holtzman figure, and I bought my son this squishy Slimer. Uh, Mattel's Toys... For This is where I was headed. This is what set me off on this. Mattel's toys have hit. They're out in stores now. If you go, you can find them. And they've done a line of Movie Masters-style figures of the ladies uh, with a Build-A-Figure of... I can't remember his name right now, but it's it's the ghost from the Ghostbusters logo. He's the villain of the movie, which I think is terrible. Uh, they did three different light-up ghosts. Mr. Stay Puft, that logo ghost, and, and the demon thing that's uh, like another villain or a different version of that villain. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, and then some mini figures that are kind of like superhero squad, but a little bit smaller, but the mini figures are fantastic because you have four, four sets. Uh, each set contains one of the ladies and two ghosts, which is awesome. You've eight ghosts and the four ladies. And then they've got an Ecto one to go with the mini figures with a light up Slimer inside and all the ladies can fit inside of it. Uh, there's some great toys, man. Uh, whatever the whatever happens with the movie, Mattel has launched a great little toy line, and I'm really impressed. 
And the thing I had to pick up for myself was... Yeah, sorry for that, if that was too annoying, but I love it. It's a Slimer action figure. It's an electronic figure, and it's not scaled with, with any of the toys. It's kind of its own little thing. Uh, but it's a plastic Slimer, and when you pull on his big rubber tongue, he makes those noises, and you can hold his tongue out as long as you want, and it's super stretchy. Uh, you don't have to worry about breaking it or anything, but you pull it, and, and as long as you're pulling it, he screams. Then when you let it go, he makes those little noises you heard at the end. Uh, absolutely love it. And then the best part of all is this. When you pull down his left arm. Well, usually it plays more than that. Uh, I think I switched it back to store mode or whatever, but... This is a little plastic Slimer. It's it's probably about uh, five and a half, six inches tall, really thick, and it's it's fat Slimer. It's not cute, cartoony Slimer. He's got big, beady eyes. Uh, actually, if you go to my Instagram, you can see video of him. That's Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram. And uh, you can see video of this guy in action. He's fantastic. He's 20 bucks, which is a little bit too much, but also this is the best Slimer toy I have ever seen uh, he's he's awesome and I had to get him and have him and I don't even know if I'm going to take him out of the box because he comes in one of those open top boxes like it's a it's a tray with a card back on it so you can do everything that he does you can even activate the the display switch without taking him out and I dig the packaging the packaging looks really nice too it's got some beautiful green ooze on it just a great toy so Ghostbusters 2016 great toy line possibly great movie I, I certainly hope so that's what i want out of it i hope that's what we get out of it i hope i hope these ladies can star in three more four more ghostbusters movies i hope they're that good uh, i hope they get somebody besides paul fig to direct them but uh you know maybe maybe not maybe i'll change my mind about the guy after this one maybe i'll say oh action comedy is his thing he's got a knack for this he understands ghostbusters he gave us what we wanted I certainly hope that that will be the case. Uh, I don't think so, but I hope so. And you guys, I think that's about it. I, I have checked off all of the items on my list. We're almost at an hour right now. So I, I hope you have enjoyed or, or at least tolerated fairly well my monologue here for an hour and as you can hear my throat is getting ready to go now too because my body is screaming at me to just stop stop everything i i haven't slept well i worked days yesterday and the day before i work nights tomorrow and thursday uh, i am doing all of this now because friday i'm going to be fucking dead to the world until i get up to take the family to go see civil war and my body right now is literally like aching my my sh I don't know what I did with my shoulder. My shoulder's jacked up from something. Uh, you guys, I'm losing my shit here. It's time to sign off. So I'm going to take it into the outro and do my plugs and stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. And I hope if there's anything in this show that I didn't dig, if you experience it, I genuinely hope you like it. I hope you I hope you end up liking all the stuff. So, you know, if you want to see Keanu, if you want to see Ratchet and Clank, go see them, check them out, and let me know what you think. And uh, I will be back next week with, uh, I think we're going to do a review of Civil War. I think Ryan's going to come back on, and uh, maybe we'll get some other folks on, and we'll talk about how good or bad Civil War is. Is that weird that I cut out and then I came back with the music to do the outro? I don't know. Whatever. I'm tired, you guys. I'm so tired. Uh, by the time you hear this, I will be done with this horrendous week's work schedule. Uh, next week's is slightly better, but also extremely odd. So, but, but I actually have time. And I have lined up an extremely exciting guest that will be dropping in the next couple of months here. Uh, we are working on scheduling, which is always difficult, particularly when you're going coast to coast, like we do with our dear friend Chad J. Shonk. But 
I'm so excited, you guys. This is going to be a good one. Uh, much better than me sitting here rambling for an hour. Anyway, at least that is my hope. So, you can find the Needless Things podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Please rate it, share it, spread the word. Let me know what you think. Join the Needless Things podcast Facebook group. Shoot me an email at phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. And finally, if you like the show, support the show by going to patreon.com slash phantomtroublemaker. I have just wrapped up the month of April. The supporter rewards are going to be going out as soon as the cards are processed. And I am going to be sending out a Needless Things mystery box, a surprise sketch, and stickers and some other goodies to the supporters. And to the supporters, I say thank you so much. You guys don't even understand how much it means to me that you're willing to throw some money my way to keep this thing going and to help me honestly follow my dreams because that's what's going on. So if you want to help me follow my dreams, patreon.com slash phantom troublemaker and check out the rewards anywhere from a dollar to infinity dollars. And uh, check it out. Spread the word. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vic's employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.